0: wrote speeches for some sort of political rally? Well, so a friend of mine I met this past summer, his name is Sam Rye, he emailed me to uh, see if I could help him with his campaign. He's trying to become a city councilman in the city of Clarkston, Georgia. So I put together a 30 minute, a two minute, and a five minute speech for him. And
1: he's gonna use them when he speaks to the public?
0: I think so, he he has a pretty active Facebook presence and I've already seen him uh, using some of the lines that I put together. uh, all about the uh, helping weave people into the beautiful diversity that is Clarkston. And okay. it, was, it was pretty kind of cool. I've never seen like my words actually in somebody else's uh, usage. It was pretty fun to kind of see how that was going. Here's the important thing Did you quote what's the res in the speech? Of course not. Of I did not, not quote What's the res. The point is to get Sam elected, not to plug our show. <laughs> All right.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ethan Delves and Josh Herring coming back with another episode. Today we're going to be talking about World School Debate and what exactly this format is, how it works. We're going to break it down for you and kind of go through some of our thoughts about this new format that we're about to try.
0: I'm pretty excited about this one. I found it last summer and when I was looking for some kind of international competition and I discovered the heart of Europe international debating competition in Czechia. Yeah. uh, Formerly known as the uh, Czech Republic and a little bit formerly even further back the uh, part of Czechoslovakia but they're now Czechia. So... When did that happen? They were... they were Czechoslovakia when I was in high school and they were the Czech Republic up until last year. So I like Czech Republic the best. It it I I, I like Czechia seems to kinda stick with me. I I like it. It It Sounds like a Disney movie kinda (laughs) land to (laughs) me. Well, maybe the, the pictures of Alamuk look amazing. I'm probably wait. butchering the pronunciation there. But but yeah, so
1: there's a World School Debate Tournament happening in Czechia. It's an international debate tournament, so students from all over the world are going to be competing in the World School Debate format, so it's fitting. I think
0: in uh, 2018, there were 42 countries represented, but there was not an American team that year. So do
1: you think next year, we're going to be the first American team? We won't
0: or? be the first American team at that competition. There there have been others before us, but at least the year on, oh, that, okay. that year on their site I looked through they had a they had just like a, a posting of all the flags of the country it's like where's where's the American flag nope no American oh we should definitely oh, we have go. to represent we have to represent <laughs> we do okay and so part of what they do then is it's world style which is I thought was fascinating there's an international debating community like it's it's even above I and mean, we've We've explored a little bit with local debate and some of the national debate through the Coolidge tournament and joining the NSDA, but there's a whole other world out there. We can kind of explore it next year.
1: Yeah, and do you know where it came from? Because this is kind of – I've never heard of world school debate, not to do the appeal to ignorance kind of thing, but – well, um, I. It's new to me, you know? I just yeah, about it last Yeah, So
0: I, I've been digging into this just a tad, and I, I think I understand it, but I might be wrong. We may be back a few episodes later with a correction to some of this. But my understanding is that this really grows out of British parliamentary debate. And British parliamentary debate is itself a uh, really a result of the habits of debate that grew in British the British Parliament, and so that this is a product of the British Empire that uh, used to basically run large portions of the world. You know the famous line: "The sun never set on the British Empire." Yeah,
1: know that line.
0: That, that that this is, I think, a remnant of that because a lot of the countries that do a lot of British parliamentary debate, uh, there there used to be British colonies. A British par- British parliamentary debate is it, it has a it, it has greater emphasis on style than on content, and it has a great it uses English as the language of international competition, which is certainly helpful to me because I and only me. speak yeah. English. Uh, I, I feel quite ignorant when I meet my friends who have three or four languages and they can they can move back and forth interchangeably. I I I am stuck with just English. Uh, For the which, time
1: being, I am as well because my, my entire family speaks Spanish, and I'm still working my way up there. So, uh,
0: Mrs. Herring has told me several times that if we ever do make it down to Puerto Rico, I should just assume that I am always being made fun of by her family oh, when they're speaking in Spanish. Me. From
1: what I can understand from Spanish, when I go there, I am I know how that feels. Like I, people are just talking all the time; it's hard to understand.
0: So. You've got British parliamentary debate, and then the style of worlds that I was looking into at the Czechia tournament, it grew out, it was developed or formalized by an Austrian philosopher named Karl Popper in the middle 20th century. Hmm. Uh, he wrote several books. I actually found a couple of his books at a used bookstore in Asheville this last summer. I was like, oh, Karl Popper, the debate guy. Okay. Oh, Karl Popper, the philosophy guy. <laughs> So, uh, so this is really formal. We had a
1: philosopher backing us and everything.
0: Well, he uh, uh, on a side note, apparently Karl Popper uh, is not a huge fan of Plato. He thinks Plato, like, ruined Western philosophy from that point on. So What what was there even before Plato to go off of and ruin it? Oh, the, the pre-Socratics. So yeah. he's
1: a pre-Socratics guy?
0: I'm not sure. I haven't actually read much beyond the first chapter. I was like, ooh, and then... Life got busy, hmm. so uh, I think that's really what we're looking at. It's a kind of debate that has grown up over the last uh, really hundred to fifty to ten years as an international debate competition that happens in uh, happens in English, and there are lots of local teams that compete in their regional circuits and national circuits. But then there's an international world's community. So well, I, I, mean, I did I did find that podcast. I think I sent you. I don't. Did you listen? To, have you listened to any of it yet? No, not yet. I haven't oh. heard it yet. It's uh, uh, something about debating with Nina and Kyle, and on, on some odd circumstances, they happen to listen to it. I should mention, they, are, they have a great podcast. I really enjoyed listening to that. I need to get to that on this long weekend, for sure. Uh, that'd be good, because they, uh, they're, they're two uh, Philippine students, if I put their background together correctly, who debated in world's format, or British parliamentary format is their particular brand of that, throughout high school. They're now students at a uh, Philippine University, and they they're, they started this podcast as a kind of a coaching aid. And in there, they, they give out so many great paradigms, and they explain all the pieces and the roles and the way it works. And I think it's very similar to the way world style works. I'm pretty sure world style is an attempt to just further uh, diversify or have a, have a very uniform version of a British parliamentary debate.
1: Yeah, and I'm completely new to this format again, but from what I've seen from it, it looks really interesting. And I think there's one thing that caught my eye in particular, which is the point of information. Because you did talk about this thing called point of order a while ago. Mm -hmm. Remember when there's new information in parliamentary debate and then in the British Parliament that would scream out point of order or something, that that tradition. So I see another point of tradition translating over to World School debate. Yeah,
0: There's so World School has this kind of cool format where you have two teams of three to five people or this is at least particularly the uh, National Speech and Debate Association's USA World School's debate uh, manual's description of how it works. So this may just be the United States version of World School, but I think it's pretty, pretty uh, universal, where you have three to five people on a team, but then three people deliver each deliver a constructive speech of eight minutes in length, alternating between sides. Your two sides are called, on the one hand, you have the the pro team or the proposition, and then you have the op or the opposition team, where those those labels are drawn from one team is proposing some kind of legislation or some kind of uh, resolution of some sort, the other team is opposing it. Coming from that classic uh, parliamentary tradition of uh, her one side, the, the government proposes a bill, but the bill in parliament had to be opposed. And But the people who oppose it are not opposing Her Majesty or His Majesty's government. Instead, they are His Majesty's loyal opposition. They are opposing the bill so as to produce the best possible bill through this whole process. And one of those
1: cool things about the resolutions that you were just talking about is that half of them, you said, are... Predetermined, so you'll have half of them, but then there's another half that's impromptu. And on well, spot, before we get right? there,
0: let's 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 finish up the point of order part because that was that's tied to the the speaking. Order. Okay. Because the when you have so they in this style of debate, you have you don't have um, you don't really have prep time uh, as much. You also don't have cross examination is the main thing you don't have. And then so in order to get your questions in, you stand and you you indicate that you want to have a point of information. And then you can ask the speaker a question in the middle of the speech. So wow. that, that, that's, that's how point of information work.
1: It's a lot different from LD. Could,
0: could you imagine being in the middle of your speech and suddenly someone interrupts you and interrupts your train of thought? Yeah,
1: And it says that you are advised not to do this, at least in the NSDA's manual, more than once every 20 seconds. Uh, once every 30 seconds or 40 or even every minute would still be just as bad. It's definitely going to be an adjustment period and getting used to it. Cause sure. that would be
0: really annoying to I, have well, people. And I'm sure there's a strategy involved. Exactly. Like well, just keep
1: asking questions and they get distracted, you know?
0: Well, and, and but of course I, I, I could imagine a judge looking and thinking, wow, the opposition team was really abusive to the pro te- the proposition team. Cause they asked so many questions. So I'm sure there's a balance in how many questions you ask when you try to ask questions And what kind of questions do you want to ask in that format?
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Okay. Uh, You were asking about something else a minute ago. The two types of resolutions. That's right. So normally in our our resolutions, we get them uh, anywhere from four to six weeks ahead of a competition. Uh, For this style of debate, you get half of the resolutions that will be treated at a tournament uh, within a month of the tournament, I believe. The other half are released the day of the tournament. Uh, within either 30 minutes or an hour I've seen different tournaments arrange it a little bit differently but there's 30 minutes to an hour before the round you get the resolution and you and your team go you get uh, a private room uh, plenty of paper pens and pencils and a single volume dictionary encyclopedia No electronic resources, no Google, no JSTOR, no Hein Online, no... But that's so nice,
1: that's so nice, because again, you were just talking about that traditional and format and delivery style rather than extremely content heavy. It's one thing to note, that a lot of the resolutions are really current events oriented topics, so reading the news consistently every day would do you well. And if you go to the, um, the website for that international competi- competition that's being held in Czechia, you can actually find all the old resolutions from the year before. We were reading through some of those before. But I think it's a really nice thing that you don't necessarily need to do tons of research or tons of preparation on those resolutions that are more impromptu because it's, there's something nice about doing debate on the spot and really putting your skills to the test and your impromptu debate skills to the test as well. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think it's really fun. I mean, I think it, it forces you to think on your feet. It forces you to bring a lot of background knowledge to bear, and it really forces you to really uh, to get out of the particular resources that you and your team might have.
1: So it's less about research skill and it's more about debate skill.
0: It really is, and though at the same time, we watched a, a video in class last week see, looking at a, a world school debate from 2018. It's not just a free-for-all because, of course, you still have to – you need to be very widely read and you need to understand oh, yeah. some of the major paradigms uh, of thought that, that come into play. And especially as you get into uh, – one of the things I also thought was interesting about this is that this gets into different social territory than our typical policy-oriented or economics-oriented debate. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So part of that, then, means that you've got to know a lot about these different social movements. So it's a, I mean, that's, again, like a consistent research type of thing. And it's a, I would even
1: call it like a daily discipline. If you really want to be able to do good in this type of debate or do well in this type of debate, you need to know major historical events, possibly, mm -hmm. and current events like social problems and issues that are being But also
0: be able to treat those. uh, One thing that both the NSDA manual and the uh, Heart of Europe tournament emphasized is you've got to be able to rise above your own national perspective. I think in, in a lot of our resolutions, we have a current one where the state of North Carolina is the active agent, the US federal government is a standard agent in our debates. Uh, but in this case, we're talking, if we're truly doing world style, we've got to consider this from an international perspective. Uh, which may mean viewing this from a different nationality's point of view, how will how will this affect Venezuela, how will this affect Australia or New Zealand or China or Japan, or see it, how does this affect from truly the international community's perspective? How will this affect the globe? It
1: really forces you to kind of transcend those really stuck-down thoughts that you have, Just whether it's based on where you live or in your nation or the typical kinds of debate that you're used to doing. And because you're not necessarily researching things for a long time for those impromptu resolutions i think it would honestly make you think more as a debater too and really try to get some different types of arguments out as well cuz can you imagine getting a resolution about maybe australia or something and the one thing you know about australia is that it's a free market sort of system and that it's like <laughs> it kind of in the middle of nowhere like if you, there's not much that you could do with that but if you again if you're well versed in these current events areas you might be able to um, pull something together
0: i don't know if you've ever done this experiment but uh the way you just phrased that made me think of this the uh, saying that australia is in the middle of nowhere is a very uh american-centric perspective exactly so i don't have ever have you ever done the experiment where you kind of like look at a globe that was made from a different part of the world or look at a map made a different part of the world no because all the maps that are made in either uh north america or europe They're made they're laid out in a Mercatus framework, where the uh, where Europe and America is in the center, and everything else is to the right or the left. You've seen these like wall maps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So not like a globe, right? Like an actual map that we'd hang on the wall here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, but it's got like it's got uh, it's got our part of the world like smack dab exactly. Yeah. Well, if you're from Australia or from China. They see themselves as the center of the world. So So Australia is in the middle, and then all
1: the rest of the stuff is on the sides? I don't know.
0: I'm I'm not sure about Australia. I know China certainly for many years, they they called themselves Mm – they had the name of their their country as the Middle Kingdom. (laughs) Literally not like vertical but horizontal, the middle, like everything else is around China. Where we would look at China and say, wait a minute, that's the Far East, whereas the Chinese would look at that and say, it's a China-centric model. Exactly. So, everywhere else tends to see themselves, everywhere, each group tends to see themselves as the center. So, if you're going to, like, think about it from, well, how does Australia see it? What if Australia was the center of the globe and everything else was kind of oriented around uh, This Australia? little haven in the center almost.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so... These impromptu resolutions I really like. I, you know I'm not much of a extremely heavy research. Like, I'll build a case off of research, but it takes me a long time. It takes a lot of the pressure off if I can read the news every day and, like, be creative with the way I construct these arguments.
0: Well, let's get to some let, – let, let's just see what you, what you think of these. Uh-huh. I, I pulled up a document. There's a uh, website that pulled together some world school motions from across the years. I'm looking at a uh, – these are from uh, Ethan Pick a Year between – uh, 1998 and 2013. 2002. 2002. Okay, so 2002, the world school tournament was held in. All right, we're in Singapore, which is fitting. Nice. With all the okay. Stuff happening in that part of the world right now. Okay, so this first one is a prepared resolution. Okay. So it reads This house believes that professionalism has ruined the Olympic Games.
1: Well... Uh, that's definitely warrants a prepared resolution, right? Because yeah, I, I can see people needing more statistics for that kind of thing. And here, give me an, a non-prepared one. See if it, it, there's Got a it. pattern that we see
0: here. This House believes that politicians should only be allowed to serve in office for a limited period see? of time. See, that's more general, right? Mm-hmm. So
1: for that type of thing, there's a lot of general types of logical, I guess you could say, arguments that you can make about term limits and even examples like popular examples you could pull on from before. But professionalism has ruined the Olympic Games is a more recent sort or at least for that time a more recent resolution that you would need something to base that
0: off. Yeah, you, can't you just you go need, off need some you'd need some examples. You want to know who are the professional athletes who were competing in that context and so on. Now that would that would really that that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, Another one, this house will maintain United States military bases in Asia. Okay, that's prepared or unprepared. That's
1: prepared. That makes sense because there's probably some conflict going around with that. And I mean you know, I can imagine. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the here's another unprepared one. This house believes that low taxes are preferable to extensive government services. See, because that's not even based on any particular countries. It's just right. a general principle again. Dude's- and we're gonna to get there, I and mean, I, I could see a lot of political philosophy coming into that, really about the whether or not um, government should provide services and rather do low taxes so that you have a low go- low expense low expenses from the government's end, but really put a lot more of the burden of self care on the populace.
1: Yeah, and with that type of resolution, like it just shows you how well read you truly need to be because you can make a case like a really general case mm-hmm. for that. If you're not well read, no political philosophy mm-hmm. is going to make it into there. No, you know, historical examples right. again, like
0: all that type of thing. Right. Uh, let's see. Here's another prepared one that actually also seems to be uh, pretty broad. This house believes that free trade is the way forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: house. I can see that going both ways. I really have no... I'm, yeah. I've, I'm, I've done a prepared one for that, and I haven't necessarily done an unprepared one. But there's a lot of... I think you could take it as general
0: as you need to for mm-hmm. that type of thing. Uh, we've got this house believes gambling of all forms should be illegal. This house supports missile defense. Is this, that one prepared? The missile uh, defense? The missile defense is prepared. And the other
1: one was unprepared? Correct. So I can, I'm not like looking at these as you're reading them. Like yeah. For all those listeners, this is, I see this pattern. Like It's not just yeah. watching them do it. So
0: uh, this, this one is fitting what the NSDA manual suggests, that in fact, uh, your half of the rounds that are held are prepared. The octofinals, quarterfinals, and semifinals are all unprepared. And then the final round is prepared. So in this year, the octofinal round was, this house will ban genetic screening. Unprepared? Unprepared?
1: Oh, I cannot see that as an unprepared type. Of, uh, you would have to know. That's a an lot. ethical sort of thing, right? Yeah. Like that's. I mean, it, go full ethics if you can't prepare stats on that kind of thing. But even then, I, I would have nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, one thing that we probably should have mentioned earlier is that uh, the NSDA, ma- the NSDA, ex- uh, explains that you you can't have cards or or heavy research for this, the, even well, for I the mean, prepared ones. That's part of the fun. Yeah. You know? it, it's still about kind of the general approach to argumentation. Uh, this house supports the international trading of pollution permits.
1: That's unprepared. unprepared. Uh, I mean, well, these are getting harder
0: unprepared. I, but like, I, yeah, I mean, but as this you is go... this is quarterfinals at a national at a at a, uh, an international That seems to tournament. be rewarding people who are extremely well read. Like the more right. well read you are, the more rewarded you are. As a uh, this house will compromise civil liberties in the interest of security. What is this house thinking? Man, this house is, uh, <laughs> this house is <laughs> on something else. <laughs> well, the final round is prepared. So you do get to, everybody can prepare. Was that the final round? No, that was, that was uh, semifinals. Final round is prepared. This house believes that the media has become too powerful. I like that. That's, That's uh, final round. Yeah. That would be such a cool final debate to watch. I, I think it would yeah, be. Yeah, that would
1: be awesome. How long does a world school debate last?
0: So I added this up last week. The three constructives on each side at eight minutes apiece. That's twenty-four. That's forty-eight minutes. And then both sides get a rebuttal speech. I think it's six minutes. One three. rebuttal. Um, let me find that real quick. Okay. Uh, that's prelims. Alterations. Yeah, draw, go on the previous page. Timing of speeches. Okay. Sub, those Okay, so those are the substantive speeches. So there are three substantive speeches by each team that are eight minutes long. I'm trying to figure out how many reply speeches they get. Uh, yeah, no, they get one reply speech each, so that's 24, 48, and now 56 minutes. And then... Uh, There's got to be
1: some sort of closing speech or something. I would think... Okay, I'm seeing that another final thing on the, like from the 2003, this house end, would end the war on drugs. Let me see more of these. these um, you want let's run through the final round ones? Yeah, so I'll read those yeah. while you like look at that. All right, space. that sounds so, good. This house, wait, what does DHBT stand for? This
0: house believes that. This house
1: believes that Turkey is better off outside the EU. This house regrets South Africa's decision to use the Truth and Reconciliation Commission rather than prosecuting perpetrators of crimes committed under Apartheid. Aparthel? Apartheid. Apartheid. Yep, I need to do my research. I'm not yep. a well-read individual yep. there. That's that whole uh, uh, very
0: strict division between white and black uh, and society in South Africa. We've okay. talked about that one before, I think.
1: This house believes that autocracy is doomed in the age of Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are great. And, yeah... I like the Singapore one a lot. The, this house believes that the media has become too powerful. Keep in mind that the media in two thousand two is a lot different than the media in twenty nineteen. So imagine True having that same, bait, that same debate today.
0: I, uh, Ethan, as far as I can tell, uh, there are. I'm trying to. I'm, I am unclear as to how many the first or second speaker for each team gives a reply speech. Not the third. So the third speaker is not doing it. Well, that. the first or second. So it sounds like each team gets. Three substantive speeches, and then each team gets one reply speech.
1: So most of the replying is probably done by interjecting in those original yep. speeches. Yeah, and
0: or using that as part of where each substantive speech needs to both advance the argument and respond to the other arguments that have been brought by the opposite, by the other team.
1: And the other team can stand up with both a question or a statement, right? hmm Okay. And yep. they're limited to like 15 seconds or something, or advised not to go above a certain amount. And there's, um, oh wait, let's talk about protected time. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Where the first full minute of a substantive speech, that's one of those constructives, those three eight-minute speeches, those are the substantive speeches, and the last full minute of a substantive speech are considered protected time.
1: So you cannot interject or have a point of information in that time period.
0: Now, this is important. I saw this a lot in the video and I didn't understand what it was. The speaker may choose to accept a point of information or reject or wave down a point of information.
1: so I, th- I think there's times where that would look good and times where that would look bad because if your opponents just be- or opposition's just being annoying, just go ahead and reject them. But if they're like, if it could look bad if you're just trying not to answer a question. I,
0: I think so. In the video we watched, I think uh, Savannah was ca- keeping count, and both sides turned down seventeen different attempts to interject a point of information. Wow. They each accepted one. One. But it looked to me like they were not confident enough in their own position to accept the question. And that could either be a strategic world
1: school thing we're not informed of because we've never done it, or it could just be that those people were relatively unprepared to answer those questions. Right. Or
0: both. Now, uh, one other thing I probably should say, and we're probably pretty close to need to wrap this this episode up, uh, is that um, I I think there are more and more American teams that are moving to incorporate world school into their debate repertoire. Uh, I know the NSDA, both at district tournaments and at their national tournament, is including a world school component. Last year at the National Debate Coach Association meeting in New Jersey, there was one there was one coach who uh, gave a presentation on world school format. And now, the, the schools that are doing this, none of them, as far as I know, with the possible exception of Durham Academy, none of them are in our area. They're, they're, uh, there are schools that do this in California. Texas, I'm, one, sure. I'm sure there's yeah. plenty in Texas. There's a couple in Utah. <laughs> there's, there's, they're, they're not near us. I'm but... not
1: surprised at all that they're starting to talk about this because I love a good LD debate. But I don't like canned arguments, and by the time you filter down through all of those rounds and public forum, LD, and all these other styles, you will get to canned arguments. There's those two staples that you need to use, a possible third argument, and there's always that one kid that has this massive twist on the resolution that just never makes it through (laughs) or rarely makes it through. So that's pretty relatable for anyone who's been through that. But world school is not like that. One, you get to more social issues. So you get a ton of current events type of thing and less of those classic types of debates that LD will focus on. You know, we filter through that civil disobedience one every year for novice. Right. So world school is kind of – I would describe it as refreshing. And you get a new, more recent topic every year. And half of them are impromptu, so you don't even need to stress about necessarily intentionally preparing for those. And I don't know. I'm I'm in favor of this format. I'd like to try it out. I'm excited. Well, a couple
0: of those more socially oriented ones. That just, the ones we read were very economic. Yeah, let's get let's do some of those. Um, so we've got. Oh my my Ooh. goodness! This was in 1999 in London. This house fears the millennium. Uh. Defining fear would be really. Oh no, that's not the fun word here. The fun word here is millennium. I kind of like this is I don't 1999. Know. Uh, I, you were, you weren't alive in 1999, were you? No, I was oh, not. Okay, so in 1999, the big fear was of this thing called Y2K. There were a whole. You, have, you never heard of this? No. Oh my goodness! I'm feeling very old on this show right now. I'm
1: feeling relatively young on this show. Oh, no, that's I'm
0: feeling that's good. good. That's good. good. Well, Y2K was a a, a theory that. Uh, everything that had computer chips in it was ba- that was based on binary code. It uses ones and zeros. Oh, yeah. What like happens a, a, when suddenly there's a two in the year? Will that crash all computer code no, everywhere? I've heard
1: of this. I didn't know it was called Y2K, but I and just literally, knew that, like, compute, people were like,
0: oh, the computers will know what to
1: do, the world's ending.
0: That literally, so literally my dad was, he thought it was probably going to happen, so we had what we called the Y2K Closet, that was filled with <laughs> filled with what? Cans of tomato soup.
1: Oh my what did you just because the computer shut down doesn't mean the world's shutting down. Oh wait, well the economy and everything Yes, like, the
0: economy and everything too would shut down. Well if how do you think the economy ended.
1: processed those twos when people like had twenty dollar deposits and stuff?
0: <laughs> I'm not saying it made sense, but in nineteen ninety nine no one knew for sure if computers would work on January one, two thousand. <laughs>
1: Were you great for what? I can't even imagine like the world just tensely <laughs> waiting for that moment. I wish I was alive then.
0: Now there is a different alternative you could have, you could take on this. The millennium could also refer to the thousand year reign of Christ in between, uh, after the rapture and before the uh, before the f- end of Revelation. So there's all kinds of fun definitional stuff you could do with the phrase millennium. Or, or honestly,
1: just tons of different fears about the millennium that you could have.
0: On a totally different note, uh, in two thousand one in Johannesburg, one of the prepared resolutions was: This house believes that gay couples should be allowed to adopt children
1: see like very very socially oriented you won't get any of that in ld or public forum for sure uh back in
0: 1994 in new zealand uh on february 7th uh one resolution that was not prepared was this house believes that feminism is corrupting the family see i mean mean, that that would be fun we get some sparks fired on our team if we we tried that one yeah we would uh this house will make tobacco companies pay compensation to the individual. Pay? No way! I've never even like—is like, this a
1: thing that well, people? I mean, it,
0: I, I'm. This one's not a prepared resolution, uh, but it, it certainly. I mean, it, the argument there makes sense. It's the reparations argument.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, it's on ex- tobacco. tobacco. Yeah,
0: with the the lung the lung damage. I isn't it
1: people's choice to? like I'm not even going to do the debate. That's I know. that's for worlds
0: that is for world schoolers in 2002. We well, are... but in 2003 in Lima, Peru, this house will legalize prostitution. Is that saying like for the world or for Peru or like what does this house even it's uh, just like it's this a... this this house is generally and perhaps someone who knows better will write in at uh, what's the rez@gmail.com yeah, to inform right there. us. Uh but uh, my understanding is that generally you would uh, you, you assume that the the round itself is the house, so we're talking about this house. as so the people can, who are debating plus the judge.
1: You could assume, or maybe you could change it up to say like, legalizing prostitution is a good choice, or is that's is what good to that, do. that's
0: what they're doing, but okay. it's maintaining this traditional parliamentary structure. Make, I mean, of the resolution makes sense.
1: There's, I don't see a resolution on here that I would necessarily not feel good about arguing like the one about the um one in africa and like the turkey one i would definitely have no knowledge to bring but That turkey
0: this house believes that turkey should join the european it, union that was one
1: it was one above that i think but that's also another one i'm not very well versed in that kind of thing but um i mean again for some of the prepared and unprepared ones i've debated similar types of things that i think could transfer over as well this house will legalize all drugs.
0: See, we debated we that. We debated that. Except uniform. it was in the
1: United States. There was this a this
0: This house believes that Holocaust denial should be a crime. There's so many good topics. There man. really are. I mean, this is a, it's a very fun list just to look at what what people have done for for all these years.
1: Um, this house ex- would expand the permanent membership of the UN Security Council. I mean, there was a UN Security Council public forum resolution too. So there's yep. definitely an overlap.
0: Uh, this House believes that doctors should report evidence of marital abuse to the police. That was in Doha in 2010. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. In uh, 2013, here's one we debated uh, in the club last year. This House believes that important decisions about children's health should be made by medical professionals and not their oh, parents. Oh, yeah.
1: I do remember debating that. That was round one of 2013, prepared. Okay. Oh,
0: in Antalya. I'm not entirely sure. I think that's in Turkey, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, there's one in cape town that's hmm. cool that's really cool this house will ban alcohol
1: whoa didn't we try that out here in america we did it didn't go very well well, didn't (laughs) dr selena say that every time someone tries to ban some sort of alcohol like every country's had their thing
0: with this and it never goes well uh oh wow here's an air this will be very interesting unprepared Uh, this house believes that gay rights organizations should out gay public figures.
1: And the one right below that, this house supports 100% inheritance tax? Does that mean that the government gets all of the inheritance? Um, Yes.
0: Um. (laughs) How about this one? This house believes the government should pay housewives and house husbands for their work. What? Like, if you stay at home, you're making the house, you're doing work, the government should pay you uh because labor is worthy of being paid and people need money to live that is a topic i would like to think about
1: (laughs) indeed (laughs) i have so so many thoughts on both sides Indeed, are we getting on a rant here like just reading stuff because i'm I'm interested but i'm hoping the listeners are still interested this
0: house will allow prisoners to choose death over life sentence that, there are so many interesting that,
1: topics. What? Who came up with that? That's crazy. I mean, I'm sure there was some proposal in some country that someone
0: picked up on. That uh, probably so. Probably so. Well, hopefully, our listeners have enjoyed us at least thinking out loud on this show about the nature of world schools debate. And uh, we will be planning, uh, it's, we're recording this at the end of August, probably beginning in September when the NSDA releases one world school or a world schools packet each month. One of our episodes each month will be us uh, preparing a world schools resolution together on the show. And then hopefully, another one will be us actually trying to test out a world school debate at some point we might need to recruit some help and uh try and do a practice uh, debate actually that would be kind of fun we we should do a live stream but with
1: video so we get the real full picture in there like the facebook one we did that one time yeah.
0: we could do the facebook live and uh uh, ethan how can folks find us if they want to know about when we're doing something yeah if you want to
1: tune in you should email us at whatstherez at gmail.com that's w-h-a-t-s-t-h-e-r-e-s at gmail.com with any feedback comments or questions that you might have. If you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Reddit, you could do so at what's the res underscore and we also have a Facebook page and that's what's the res. And finally, you can also visit our website where we post all of our free content episodes. That's at www.whatstherez.com.
0: Now I should also mention while we're doing our closing stuff that we uh, we do also have a whole separate channel of premium debates. We we decided uh, really I guess um, this past May that we we really wanted to begin incorporating something we're calling real debates by real people. Now Ethan at this point is a semi-professional debater. Um, I, I don't know we need to find uh, some club sponsorship or something and uh, we could up that to a professional debater. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm a debate coach and so. But what the uh, our premium debates are really bringing in other people who don't necessarily have a debate background, and then we're having them explore debate. We're recording those debates, and those are available on our uh, premium channel. You can access those at whatstherez.podbean.com for three dollars a month or thirty dollars a slash year. Premium, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, whatstherez.podbean.com slash premium. Yes, that's the anyway. important distinction there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually just recorded our uh, September episode. Last night, it's uh, it's quite a fun episode. I was debating against a friend of mine named Rachel Suffren, and uh, we were debating about uh, the res- resolved political heart hierarchy is an inherent part of society. And uh, I, she was on affirmative and uh, arguing that hierarchy is always there. I'm on neg maintaining that equality is actually the original core of society. Uh, we got into a lot of fun. Rachel has a political science background and uh, she did a lot a great job on the affirmative side. So if you want to do that, you want to hear that episode, you can check that out at what's slash premium
1: And until next time, work hard, speak well and seek the truth.